listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for joining us. It is February, and even though we're in the middle of an unprecedented global pandemic, you can count on the NFL to do everything in its power to give the nation its biggest football game of the year. Yes, Super Bowl weekend is here, and clearly the pandemic sets this year apart from all others in recent history. But there are some other reasons that this year's game stands out. Joining us to talk about this weekend's big face-off between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is someone who follows professional sports really closely. Bill Shea is a senior writer for The Athletic. Bill, welcome back to Detroit Today. Always happy to be back, Stephen. So let's uh, let's start with uh, just your rooting interest uh, in this game. I think there are a number of different uh, possibilities for people. It's not just about the teams here, but you've got this generational tension, I feel like, between the two quarterbacks of the team, Tom Brady, who's the winningest uh, Super Bowl quarterback in NFL history, Pat Mahomes, who is just in his third year in the ring in the in the in the league, already has a ring from from last year seeking his second. Uh, where do your where do your biases lie in this game? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, to be honest, I'm probably going to watch a rerun of Footloose on <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> no, and skip um, it all. <laughs> I, uh, it, by halftime, that could be true. Um, no, I, 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 you know, I, I don't know that I have a strong rooting interest for either of them. Um, you know, if this was a Browns-Lions Super Bowl that they predicted <laughs> in the Book of Revelation, yes. yeah, I would have a definite rooting interest. Um, you know, it, it's like you said, it's a generational thing, you know. Tom Brady's in the twilight of his career. I, I know he's talking about playing until 45 or, or longer, but time hits eventually. Um, sometimes it hits like a brick wall. Um, you know, and, and Pat Mahomes is, is clearly the face of the new generation of, of quarterbacks. There's a bunch of really exciting young talent out there. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of 83 when all those guys like Marino and Elway and those guys came in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's sort of like uh, Gen X is, you know, you know, having a swan song here, and and uh, you know the the younger millennials and and Gen Z, their their guys, you know, probably going to win his second consecutive Super Bowl of of how many, you know, who knows how many he'll end up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's you know that's a, that's a great subplot. So so I also want to talk just a little about uh, Tom Brady and the fact that he's appearing in his tenth. Super Bowl uh, could could end up. I mean, he's already won more than any other any other quarterback. Uh, if he wins this Super Bowl, does this elevate him to you know maybe the greatest athlete, professional athlete of of all time? I mean, does he does he I guess get into the conversation with? People like Michael Jordan or, or or Bill Russell, and beyond just the question of a quarterback or a football player. Um, I, I, I know uh, you know a million guys in uh, Southie and places like that in Massachusetts will make that argument. I, I think absolutely not. It's 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 a you know one of the ultimate team sports. Is he? One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, absolutely. And if he wins on Sunday, he'll match Otto Graham for seven pro football championships. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, somebody like Serena or Michael, um, LeBron, you know, those I, those 
when I think of an athlete, I, I think of that. Now, football players obviously are, are athletes, um, but when you think of absolute peak physical skill and ability, I, I don't see Tom Brady in that conversation. Like, if you're talking about all sports of all time with race car drivers mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I mean, yeah, he's, he's one of the, the best ever. But when I think of one of the greatest athletes, no, I look at, like, what, like I said, Serena and folks like that accomplished. Those, to me, are the Mount Rushmore of, of elite <laughs> talents. Yeah. And if you ever go back and look at Tom Brady's draft photo in his underwear, <laughs> um, he had a dad bod at, like, 22. Yeah, he really um, did. Yeah, you know, he, he parlayed that into one of the greatest careers ever in the NFL, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, and he will retire owning a chain of, you know, Caribbean islands or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the NFL, uh, you know, either Easily, you know, he is in the endless, endless argument about who's the GOAT quarterback. For me, it's always going to be, you know, Otto Graham, you know, 10 championship sure. seasons, one seven of them. I know, different era, but, you know, Babe Ruth played in a different era, too. Um, you know, so you know, it's, it is. It, but when I think of Tom Brady, I, I, I look at a guy like, like, hey, here's a Michigan quarterback that the Detroit Lions looked at in seven rounds and said, nah, we're good. <laughs> That's um, right. but, we you know, Every other team did too until the the Patriots. So, but it's uh, it's fun to think about. Yeah, no, it's really it's a it's a really fascinating story. I mean, Tom Brady was never projected to be who he is, uh, and and that draft really proved that as as every team just kept passing on him uh, until the very the very end. Okay, let's talk about the game itself and how. It might be different this year. Of course, uh, most people only ever watch the Super Bowl on television anyway. But I imagine that viewers are going to see things that they won't normally see uh, during the Super Bowl on this Sunday. Is that right? Yeah, there's only going to be, I think, 25,000 fans inside the stadium. So, you know, not to harp on the Lions, but if you watch Lions games, you know, that's a Lions game in December. Um, <laughs> you know, no, 30,000 cutouts. Um, and I, I think the weekend's halftime show is going to be like in the stands and not on the field, I think oh, that's really? it. So, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, but, you know, we're 10 months into this. I think people are getting a little used to seeing freaky stuff in sporting events. You know, people were kind of introduced to that in the NBA bubble back over the summer, you know, when they were playing and what at times felt like, you know, a, a high school, you know, like a championship game when they play them inside a, like the RCA dome or something like that. And they're far away from everyone. Um, but yeah, it'll be certainly different. And, you know, fingers crossed in January of 20 or February, 2022, we will see a normal Super Bowl. Mm. Well, we, we we certainly hope hope so. Uh, talk about the fact that the Buccaneers, who are one of the teams playing in the Super Bowl, get to make this a home game, which is something that I don't think has happened too often in uh, professional football. It's always a possibility, obviously. Uh, but but the idea of home field advantage in the Super Bowl, but during a pandemic, I don't know uh, how much how much boost is that going to give them. I, I, it certainly doesn't hurt them, um, but you know the, these events. You know, it's they're such spectacles that it's not like for the Bucks that it's like a regular home game. I mean, they're just the rigmarole that they have to go through with media week and uh, all that. Even on a reduced scale for the pandemic, it's it's still probably I'm sure, especially for the first time guys, kind of surreal. Um, I mean, but yeah, I mean they're on their home grass, and and you know that certainly doesn't doesn't hurt them, but it's, you know, 
they know everyone is watching. There's a hundred some million fans will be watching um, all of their brethren, people in every other sport, all like, you know, the world will be tuned into this. Um, so I, I don't think it's a huge advantage, especially with, you know, 25,000 people, um, you know, not all of whom are going to be Tampa Bay fans. You know, it's the, the you know, the, Illumina, the, the, uh, the, the the famous, the rich, the wealthy, the connected, you know, big <laughs> business. I mean, it's, it's so, and some, you know, obviously super fans and stuff like that, but it's, it's still, uh, being in the game itself matters, I think, more than the home, home team playing on the home field, but that was bound to happen eventually. So, uh, I also want to talk about the, the context of, uh, of of the game and some other things that are different. Sports betting is now legal here in Michigan, something that I'm, by the way, not enthused about. I actually think it's uh, it's something that, that we could probably have done without. Uh, but but that's, that's the way it goes. How does that impact interest in the game and in pro sports in general? I got to say, I see tons of ads for ways to place legal bets now on uh on the Super Bowl every night uh is is this catching on here in Michigan does this raise the the sort of interest level and the stakes for something like the Super Bowl yeah you're right about sports betting being sort of ubiquitous now you know you drive down 75 half the billboards are for marijuana and half the billboards are for sports betting um so we live in a very different time than when you and i grow up um i i don't know that it's going to radically change like the audience numbers because i think the people who really wanted to bet on the super bowl were going to bet on the super bowl regardless if there was a legal app to do it or not um but yeah i mean it's it's a revenue source for the for the teams the leagues uh the companies um it reminds me a little bit about being in england where sports betting has been i think always legal you know william hill and and uh ladbrokes and stuff like that um so i it's just you know love it or hate it, it is part of the culture now i, I because it's so new the ads are everywhere mm-hmm. tv billboards magazines you know just everywhere i think that will start to fade away as it becomes just sort of an ingrained part of professional and and other sports they won't have to advertise all over the place all the time um you know and i'm i like you i won't mind seeing the ads sort of recede into the woodwork um at some point i don't know when that'll be but it will happen hopefully eventually hmm. uh, i'm talking with bill shea who is a senior writer for the athletic we're talking about Super Bowl Sunday, which is this Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing off Tom Brady versus Pat Mahomes at the quarterback position, a real generational contest going on there. Uh, We're also talking about the things that will be different this year other than the pandemic, things like sports betting, which is now legal here uh, in Michigan. Uh, If you want to join the conversation... Give us a call. Tell us, are you going to watch the Super Bowl this year? Uh, Are you getting together with anyone or going to any gatherings uh, that that are still apparently taking place, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic? Uh, Are you worried that the game could bring a surge in COVID cases because of Super Bowl parties? Um, If you're someone who typically watches for the halftime show and the commercials, uh, how interested are you this year when they will also be uh, a little different than than normal? As always, uh, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 
577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, uh, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, uh, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. We also want to hear from you if you're just not interested uh, in, in the Super Bowl, maybe because of the pandemic. Uh, before COVID-19 changed all of our lives, I was in the middle of uh, a very long, years-long boycott of the NFL uh, because of the, uh, the, the tensions around racial inequality, the way that the owners uh, responded to Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I stopped watching several years ago. The pandemic has made that a little harder because uh, it's a little boring, uh, a little more boring. You're in the house a little more. It's easy to turn the, the TV on on Sunday and, and, and just watch football. But uh, give us a sense of where you are with, uh, with the NFL and with football, safety, uh, racial inequality, all of these issues uh, that come to bear on the game. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we'll continue this conversation, and we will get to your calls and your comments about Super Sunday. Stay with us for more Detroit Today. Listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. My guest is Bill Shea. He's a senior writer for The Athletic, and we're talking about Super Bowl Sunday, which is coming up this Sunday. Uh, a little bit of a different atmosphere around the Super Bowl because of the pandemic, but lots of people, I'm sure, are still observing the same traditions that they always do. Uh, in advance of the big game and getting ready uh, to watch. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us what your plans look like for Super Bowl Sunday. Are they different than normal? Are you going to a Super Bowl gathering, for instance? Uh, and if you are, are you worried about uh, COVID-19 and the way that uh, gatherings can lead to super spreader kinds of uh, activity. Uh, also, give us an idea if you're interested or more interested or less interested, I guess, uh, than you would normally be in Super Bowl Sunday. Give us a sense of what things like legalized gambling here in Michigan uh, mean to you. Are you excited uh, by uh, by things like that as well? Uh, as always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313 313- Five seven seven one zero one nine. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work you in. Let's go to Tim in Bagley. Uh, Tim. Good morning, Stephen. Hey. Uh, oh, so much to say. Uh, <laughs> first of all, yeah, I'm going to watch Super Bowl, and I do want to. I was telling your person who took the call. I want to congratulate you for kind of helping push me over the edge because over the past few years, I've been saying. Nah, I'm going to let this game go. It's too violent. Uh, the players are really getting pimped no matter how big the contracts are. Their health is at risk. And they're just gladiators, you know, performing for our entertainment. Mm. Um, you had stated that, you know, you're going to start watching less of it or you completely stopped it. And I do the same. I only watch it because of the, the sur- insurgence now of the black quarterback, which is really coming on strong. Mm. Texans have a good one, of course. We've got Wilson. You've got... Uh, uh, Mahomes and a few others that are really, really doing an outstanding job. 
I'll watch the game because, number one, it's snowing, COVID, nothing much else to do. I'm not going to anything other than my parents' house. That'll be my bubble and my uh, doing there. But uh, I'm really disappointed in the legislature of this state in allowing this sports betting because, you know, with this pandemic, people have no money for food, for heat, for gas, electricity, whatnot. Now you're going to let this particular um, idiosyncratic uh, habit come into the state and continually combat and, and bombard people who are already, who've got a great many of issues going on, let them now get sucked up into the betting concept. I don't mm. care how many anti-betting uh, and betting help uh, PSAs you announce. That's something that should not even be here. And finally, Roger Goodell is a man of absolutely no integrity. <laughs> Two years ago, he wanted to destroy Kaepernick and anyone else who had the right to lower their knee, which if you see the Pope or the All-Father himself, you get on your knee. And now he wants to say at the beginning of this season, oh, I was wrong. Well, put the man back on a, on a team. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, uh, you're right. You had a lot of thoughts there. <laughs> and I think you absolutely reflect the, the, the range of things that are sort of rattling around in my brain as well. There's a lot to, to think about when we think about uh, professional football. And and I love the, the juxtaposition you made there uh, between the kind of awful state of the league and the way it treats the players and the, 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 the racial dynamic of uh, the way that they reacted to the to the Kaepernick uh, kneeling, um, but but also the excitement right now of uh, these black quarterbacks, these young black quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson is, uh, of course, my favorite because he plays for the Ravens uh, in Baltimore, which is the city I uh, lived in for for more than a decade. Um, uh, Pat Mahomes, uh, Wilson. I mean, it, it, it is a really exciting era. Right now, and and part of part of me feels bad uh, boycotting the league right now because I should I feel like I should be supporting these guys. Uh, Bill Shea, react to to Tim's many thoughts. Well, I think he's he's absolutely right on uh, the gambling thing. First, I mean that's that's very much a, a concern amongst a lot of people. Um, I'm not a will never be a sports gambler because I'm always always wrong about picking sports anyway, um, ethics and morality aside. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it's, it's like cannabis. Um, it's like the lottery, which you can play on your phone now. Um, you know, the cigarette and, and booze taxes. We rec- In the state, these vice or sin taxes fund a lot of the, you know, our public goods as well. So it's a, it's a real dilemma um, that we face with these things. Um, unfortunately, I don't think they're going away anytime soon. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, that is a dynamic that is out there and will always remain a concern. Um, and the topic of black quarterbacks, yeah, I, I think we're finally seeing, you know, uh, you know, you and I well both know both know that the the racism in football from the lowest levels through college through the NFL was there because it's not like all of a sudden oh black athletes are able to play the position mm-hmm. and they were just one offs in the past with like Warren Moon and, and Doug Williams <clears throat> um, you know those guys were the outliers because uh, so many of these players were just never considered or allowed to. Play 
the, the cerebral position in football. And it, it does require immense athletic and just brain intelligence to play. I mean, I, I played football. I know just the, the, the mental and, you know, aligning those mental and physical skills is an absolute requirement. And so very few people play it, you know, are able to do that at an elite level. And, African-Americans have always been able to do that and were just never allowed by the gatekeepers of the game and and high school, college, and the NFL to do that until it became like the the stakes of winning and losing became so enormous, especially in the NFL, that it had to become more of a true meritocracy. Um, And it's still a relatively recent thing. And, And on Kaepernick, he absolutely should still be in the NFL. I've seen his statistics. I've seen him perform. I know the system he was coming out of. Um, and I, and I see just the, this motley crew lineup of sad sack, backups that get signed over and over and thrust into starting roles. Look at the Cleveland Browns list of quarterbacks for over the last 20 some years. And some of those guys are still bouncing around. They had both booty brothers on that team at, at some point playing the position. That's absolutely absurd. I mean, mm. Colin Kaepernick is an absolute talent. He took a team to the Super Bowl. People don't have any idea how hard that is to do in, in football. I mean, it's just enormously hard. And it is it, it is wonderful to see these these guys get a chance. And the face of the position now is is diverse. Um, you know, the, Jackson and Mahomes and and people will get the chance to play, and that is a good thing for uh, sports fans, society. Um, it's refreshing to see because these are talents that had not been permitted to. To, to be on display in the past, yeah. and everybody deserves that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, Tim, thanks very much for the call and uh, all of the reminders of uh, these issues that still swirl around the game. Uh, let's go to Deborah in Detroit. Deborah, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey. Uh, quick, just, just quick, quick. Uh, I am rolling. I'm currently wearing my Mahomes jersey. <laughs> I have ordered the Kansas City barbecue from the Black Barbecue <laughs> Company through Gall Belly. Uh, the family makes a big deal. It's just the uh, three of us. We have one person coming that is part of our uh, bubble. We watch the Puppy Bowl first. And let me say about the online betting, Yeah, that sucks. It's too easy. People should have to do what I had to do, find your own CD bookie. <laughs> Talk them into taking your bet. Um, you know, it's too easy. And yeah. I, I have a problem with that yeah. because uh, it's highly addictive. Trust me, when you got to go somewhere and knock three times and ask for somebody, that part of uh, sports betting from the book is not addictive. It really, you're really confine it to the one thing from, uh, and and go along. All right, you're not there every day. Not good, <laughs> Deborah. Yeah, trust me on this one, Deborah. I really, really appreciate the call, and you are absolutely right about uh, about the betting. I love that you're already so hyped for uh, for, for Sunday and for for Pat Mahomes. Uh, you know, I'm 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 a big fan of his uh, as well. You know, Bill Shea, I I do worry about the the economic implications of this of this betting. That's why I was a, a, against it. I just think it. Deborah's right. It makes it too easy for people to get involved, and that you know that means people being more more addicted. 
Yeah, you're, I think you're absolutely right. You can, if you can do it in the palm of your hand and you, you don't have to go meet some degenerate bookie underneath the, the grandstand at the Hazel Park racetrack anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, people will get into, into trouble because you don't have to put the effort in that you used to have to put in to, you know, uh, to wagering like that. Um, you know, I, I don't know all the, you know, how many of these betting apps and things have safety limits, uh, you know, on that, you know, $500 a day or something like that. But, you know, you can play the state lottery on your phone too. You don't have to d- drive to the liquor store um, in a snowstorm like today to, to get your mega millions tickets. You can, you can do it from the palm of your hand. So, and, and that's a calculus that our state and our society has made that, you know, we, we need, uh, we need to find revenue somewhere to pay for the roads and the schools and everything else. And, you know, we're, we're 40 some years into being told by one of the political parties that taxes are wrong and evil and government is too big and we have to strangle it off. And it's our own fault if the roads are full of potholes and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, these, these are the, the sort of, uh, uh, you know, deals we're making these, these Faustian bargains to find money from somewhere because nobody wants to raise taxes and particularly on rich people. Um, so yeah, okay, well, let's, let's go have legal gambling and, and make the lottery easier to play. And, you know, everybody can get, you know, buy their gummies and, and flour and stuff and, and <laughs> they will get some money for it. Um, so that's, that's just, you know, and we elect these folks. So, you know, it's, it's on us. We're the ones making the decisions at the end of the day in a, in a representative democracy yeah. while we still have one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. Let's go to John on the East side. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Hey, so I have to uh, say that Tim and I uh, are, are very much alike in many, many respects. <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally, I just don't understand it myself. I have absolutely no interest whatsoever. When I was in high school, I went to the high school football games. I went to Northern Michigan University. I went to saw the football games, that kind of stuff, socially. But I've never just, I've just never understood it. So it's not my thing, yeah. and I have to concur with you on the uh, the gambling stuff. That's very concerning, and uh, this is why I always say that people say there's not enough money. There's plenty of money out there. It's just where you uh, focus it. And I, I'll put this in. You know, like the DIA and the uh, Opera House are truly looking at uh, improvative ways to get people into it you know yeah. bringing the young uh classes to see the operas and such and uh and i really there's just too much money in the nfl yeah yeah uh john i appreciate the call and the thoughts of bill shea uh what's your response to to what john's talking about here uh, yeah i mean it's it's a society we we figure out where we want to, to buy and spend our money i love the the dia and you know I, they've got the, the tax and thank goodness the region was convinced to, to pass it and, and uh, do it a couple times. And I, I hope that one day there's not like walking through the gallery and, you know, if if you like this day guy, hit this button and put $5 in and maybe you'll get some sort of contest, you know, win something out of it. Um, you know, we like to gamify everything in, in uh, the 21st century. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of people don't like football in a, in a big, chunk of the audience on sunday for for 
Super Bowl LV, um, well, people who are just there for the commercials and for them, the, you know, that's, that's what they're interested in because that's, you know, marketers, that's their big annual showcase for their mm-hmm. best stuff. And, mm-hmm. and for millions of people, the games will be the commercial that they don't want to watch. They're like, all right, let's get through, let's get whatever <laughs> these guys are, let's get that out of the way. I want to get to the, the M&M commercial with Dan Levy, um, stuff like that. Um, and that's why those advertisers are averaging $5.6 million for every 30 seconds of commercial time. And CBS is just sitting on a pile of money by 10 o'clock Sunday night. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, that's the, what the uniqueness about this game is so many non-fans actually tune in and, and so many people just tune in out of tradition. Like, okay, it's a, it's a Sunday night in February. There's, you know, like I said earlier, footloose or whatever, you know, the reruns it's up against. Um, you know, it's the Super Bowl is the thing that's on. Everybody's talking about it. It's just sort of an, uh, sort of an inertia to end up watching. Um, I, I don't know how many people are, you know, outside of the gamblers and people have, like, prop bets on whether Gronk will eat a Tide Pod on the sideline or something like that. Um, I don't know how many people are, like, really paying attention to the game. But they will have it on, and the Nielsen ratings will be what they are. Um, and it's a thing. And by the following weekend, America will be on to something else. Yeah. So I started by asking you about your rooting interest. I want to end with a prediction. Who's who's going to win on Sunday? Um, I, probably the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, huh? I, I I think you know if they like overblitz Tom Brady, if they don't defend the middle of the field, um, they are susceptible to the tight end plays. Yeah. Um, I think that's where the 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 Buccaneers have their best chance. Um, but these are two. I mean, Kansas City's ridiculously talented. Cleveland was able to take advantage of that defense. Um, you know, they were able to move the ball at times. Um. So, you know, Kansas City is not perfect, um, but if they play their game, they they will win. But, you know, you you know, and I hate to be wishy-washy on this, but it's still Tom Brady. I mean, the guy's still fantastic, and it's, it may come down to a, a duel between the two. And I think that would, for fans of the game, it would be fantastic to see some, like, you know, 48-45 <laughs> aerial shootout between those two, yeah. something like that. But I, I lean on the Chiefs to probably win. All right. Uh, Bill Shea of The Athletic. Always a lot of fun to have you here with us on Detroit Today. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Come back on Monday. We're going to talk with Dr. Abdul El Syed about his new book, Medicare for All, A Citizen's Guide. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again on Monday. Monday.